0: Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. Our theme verses for this short comes from Psalm number 10, verses 3 to 7. The ESV of that text says, For the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul, and the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face the wicked one does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways prosper at all times. Your judgments are on high, out of his sight. For all of his foes he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved. Throughout all generations I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. Some people may be wondering, what the heck is AB 2943? Well, AB 2943 is a bill that will amend the state of California's laws regarding unlawful business practices. The bill was passed in California State Assembly on April 19th, 2018, but it will not be a law on the books until it is approved by the state Senate. No date has been set as to when the California Senate will debate this bill. Now what does any of this have to do with Christianity and the Bible? The answer is simple. AB 2943 would give the state of California the ability to ban the Bible, criminalize sellers of the Bible, criminalize any individual that teaches the biblical truth that homosexuality is a sin, and criminalize any person that attempts to change a person's LGBT sexual orientation. In essence, AB 2943 would make any written or verbal communication that upholds the Biblical truth of sexuality the equivalent of consumer fraud. I first heard about California's proposed Bible ban in our church's prayer meeting last week, and like most people, the first thing I did when I got home was that I googled it. My best advice to you is not to google anything because there is a wealth of purposely misleading information on the internet. It's also quite interesting that none of the major news outlets are covering this bill, but that is a different story. So, the best thing you can do is read the bill for yourself and synthesize an intelligent, knowledgeable opinion. I have included a link to the bill in this podcast description. What I intend to do in this podcast is take a brief tour through the bill and give you informed insight into what AB 2943 actually says and what the bill is capable of doing. By analyzing it, I hope that you will not only have clarity but also be awakened to the perilous time in which we live. Indeed, in our time, it is the concealed threats that are far more dangerous than the revealed ones. We ought not to look for open declarations of rebellion against God and His Word with swords drawn. We ought to look very closely to all those subtle maneuvers that can undetectably fly under the radar and that can be done legally with the power of a majority vote and the stroke of a pen. Now, am I a lawyer? I am not, but laws in America are interpreted by reading plain English. That being said, consider what David French, constitutional lawyer and senior fellow at the National Review has to say. He recently wrote an article titled, quote, California progressives launch another attack on free speech, end quote. In that article, he called AB 2943, quote, "...extraordinarily radical," end quote, and affirms that the bill would actually empower the state of California to ban the sale of books that express orthodox Christian beliefs about sexual morality. That includes the Bible. It's also important to realize where AB 2943 is proposed, in California. California is also the focus of attention in a case that the Supreme Court is hearing arguments for now. That case is National Institute of Family and Life Advocates versus Becerra. The decision on that case will have lasting impact for religious freedom because it involves whether or not the state of California has the right to force pro-life pregnancy centers to prominently display free ads for abortion services. But Back to the topic at hand, AB 2943, California's Bible Ban. In what follows, I provide three reasons why this bill is flawed. The reasons will clarify that the bill not only tramples upon biblical truths, but it decreases freedom for all people in general. So the first reason why the California Bible Ban is flawed is because it perverts science. The bill opens in Section 1, Paragraph A by saying, quote, Contemporary science recognizes that being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender is part of the natural spectrum of human identity and is not a disease, disorder, or illness." End quote. Now here's a question worth considering. How can science legitimize anything as being a part of a human identity? Science is descriptive. It can therefore tell you what your genetic makeup is. It cannot empower you with a sense of self. People develop an identity as a function of values which has nothing to do with science. So why is science being used to make value judgments? Here is what history says, that for thousands of years, human civilization grew because new people were born. And how were they born? By men and women having babies. What has been natural for thousands of years are opposite-sex parents having children. Same-sex parents cannot have children naturally. That is when biology can step in and tell us that two men in a couple or two women in a couple are reproductively maladaptive and not natural. Science tells us that if a woman wants to change her gender identity, no matter what she does for the rest of her life, Every cell in her body will always carry the genetic signature of a woman. A 2015 Gallup poll estimated that 3.8% of Americans identify as LGBT. This means that 96% of Americans are not lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. What would you call normal or natural based on the self-identification of sexual identity? the 96% supermajority who are heterosexual or the 4% minority who are not heterosexual. Can you test for homosexuality? You can't. There is no objective measurement. There is no established gene that codes for homosexuality, nor is there a known biological cause that engenders same-sex attractions. All of these facts use science to reveal that LGBT sexual identity is not part of a natural spectrum of human identity, and when real science weighs in, any claim that suggests otherwise is exposed as fraudulent. A person's core identity involves much more than whom they are sleeping with, and it also involves more than who they desire to sleep with. The second reason why the California Bible ban is flawed is because it uses definitions that are so broad they can mean almost anything. Section 1, paragraph P of the bill says that sexual orientation change efforts are unlawful under an existing California Consumer Protection Act. Then, in Section 2, paragraph I of the bill, it says, quote, sexual orientation change efforts means any practices that seek to change an individual's sexual orientation. This includes efforts to change behaviors or gender expressions or to eliminate or reduce sexual or romantic attractions or feelings toward individuals of the same sex." Quote. The disturbing part here is that sexual orientation change efforts are defined as any practice that seeks to change an individual's sexual orientation. So, if a parent tries to guide their curious teenager away from same-sex sexual orientation, then the parent would be in violation of this law. If a church member acts on same-sex attractions, but voluntarily wants counseling to change his behavior, then the counselor would be in violation of the law. This law means that a child who wants to secure hormone therapy for gender reassignment will have the legal recourse to prosecute their own parents who seek to change their behavior. What this bill does is support or encourage anyone who champions an LGBT sexual orientation, but it criminalizes anyone who discourages a LGBT sexual orientation. Moreover, the broad language of the bill does not stop there. Section 2, Paragraph A of AB 2943 defines what it means by a good, and a good is essentially anything that you can buy or move that is not real estate. Then the bill says in Section 3, Paragraph 28 that the sale or lease of goods or services to any consumer is unlawful if that good or service advertises, offers to engage in, or engages in sexual orientation change efforts. What does this mean? It means that technically speaking, the following goods and services would be unlawful under AB 2943 because they nudge a person to consider changing their same-sex sexual orientation. So the following would be deemed unlawful. Bibles, media about biblical sexual identity, media about biblical sexual orientation, conferences that discussed biblical gender roles or sexuality, any course on sexuality that a student takes at a Christian university. And AB 2943 would therefore criminalize the work of the following individuals and institutions. Pastors, elders, churches, faith-based counselors, conference speakers, Christian booksellers, any bookseller that sells Bibles or books on biblical sexuality, any bookseller or media outlet that sells anything that says anything suggestive of same-sex sexual orientation change. The third and final reason that the California Bible ban is flawed is because it tramples upon freedom in general. I don't even need an open Bible to validate this point. If you are a homosexual person in California living without the Bible ban, you are now free to do as you please when it comes to choosing a good or a service that may seek to change your sexual identity or change behavior. If there is something that you like, you are free to choose it, and if there is something that you don't like, you are free not to choose it. If you are a homosexual person in California living under the ban, you now have less options and less freedom. Why? Because any good or service that would try to change your sexual identity or behavior is now banned. And the ban would destroy freedom in the name of protecting rights. How was that? because it would criminalize the speech of anyone who writes or says anything that falls in line with the orthodox Christian view of sexuality. Essentially, AB 2349 is totalitarianism in disguise that is purposely designed to trample upon religious freedom, freedom of speech, and individual liberty. AB 2349 essentially codifies that some speech is not free and is punishable under the law. In a truly free society, people are at liberty to pursue what brings them true happiness and joy as long as that pursuit does not infringe upon the rights of another. At the heart of the biblical worldview is the idea that there are many people in this world who have lifestyles and worldviews completely antithetical to the biblical model and that's okay. The fact is, there are some people who will never accept Christ, always reject Him, and nothing will ever change their mind. And all that's okay because that person is free to do as he pleases, just as the Christian is free to do what he pleases. The Bible calls the state to protect life, not to promote life nor to preserve life. According to the Bible, the state must protect the just and punish the unjust. The state, then, has no business telling free individuals how they ought to live their lives by promoting one speech over another or restraining the speech based on convictions of faith. AB 2349 is what happens when the law is used to promote immorality and evil. When that happens, the law itself becomes meaningless. The danger of the California Bible ban is not what it literally says. It is what it implicitly makes possible. So no, the bill never says ban the Bible, but it does give the state of California the power to criminalize anyone who relies on and promotes the Bible as a guide for sexuality. The California Bible ban is more dangerous than it seems because in the end, it is not really about sexual orientation change efforts. It is about those in power stockpiling their munitions and waging war with God himself. That is a battle that no one can win.